choir members and musicians who are easy to enlist, but we needed more. Landrum decided all the members of the Committee on Committee should also be on the search committee. That's how, in 1983, I came to be on the committee that found our new Minister of Music, Jesse Newcomer. My work at First Baptist Church with the ministers was rewarding and often fun. Among the best were the Glorietta and Ridgecrest trips, usually led by the current Minister of Education. Since they were my last trips, I remember especially three led by Jim Gifford, two to Glorietta and one to Ridgecrest. Memorable moments were whitewater rafting with the water so high the river was closed the day after our trip, and being marooned by a thunderstorm on top of Sandia Peak with lightning crackling all around us. Then at Ridgecrest, the brave and are foolhardy, found ourselves trying to walk on a bridge made of rope and air. Our riser friends just watched. The Giffords, Jim and Dorinda, were amazing. They still are, of course. So grounded, so solid. We knew we could count on them whatever happened. What they did for First Baptist Church kept us going through the rough times that were to come. My needs were personal. Dr. Baker moved to Arizona in 1997. My husband, Dewey, died at 7.30 p.m. April the 9th, 1998, 13 years ago today. I called Jim and Dorinda. They came immediately. With their help, we were able to plan and execute so that the service was exactly what we wanted. I still find the audio tape the church gave us comforting and steadying. Dewey was the gardener at our house. His beautiful yellow daffodils have already bloomed. His azaleas are gorgeous now, and his amaryllis will lift their lovely red heads and celebrate the anniversary of his death. Needless to say, that last sentence I wrote before it rained. The azaleas are not gorgeous now. They're lying on the ground. And the amaryllis is a little late this year. The buds are out. They're beginning to show red in a few days I'll be reminded again that it was Dewey who loved the flowers. Thank you, Ms. Cox. These were also prolific years for people to join the church in those years following Dr. Smith's ministry. 1,140 people were baptized during the ministries of pastors Richards, DeBoard, Baker, and Baldwin. If you were baptized during this time, would you please stand? And let's give the Lord a hand. Thank you. In addition to these, 3,087 people joined the church during those years. If you joined or attended the church during this time, would you please stand?
Amen. And again, as we've done before, if you were married at First Baptist Church during these years, would you please stand so we might recognize you? Yes, Anne, you finally got married. <laughs> you set yourself up for that one, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're privileged to have in attendance today several staff members from this era. Of the four living former pastors of our church, only Roger Richards could be with us today. I spoke with both uh, Dr. DeBoard and Dr. Baker, and they both expressed regrets that they could not be here today. And then uh, Dr. Baldwin sent a letter expressing his regrets as well. Each former pastor is going to receive a copy of the church history book that will be on sale today, as well as the church Christmas ornament, which will be on sale today. And we'll ship those to those who are not able to be here uh, this week. Brother Richards, though, is here, and we're so glad that you've come to join us. Would you please come to the platform so we might recognize you as one of our former pastors, and we're going to give you a moment to share with the congregation. so much. You're, let's see, 86. I'm 88. I'm Roger Richards. (laughs) Anyway, I want to thank you so much for inviting me here today for this very special time. Uh, I have a lot of wonderful memories of being here as a pastor. And uh, I was talking to Margaret a moment ago, Margaret McGraw, and I said uh, on the way over to church, I said, you know, Margaret, I've pastored not a lot of churches. I've had some long pastorates, but uh, two of the greatest churches I've ever pastored, this doesn't have to do just with size. But if I were asked the two greatest churches you've ever pastored, which ones would they be? It'd be First Baptist Church of Kenna. And First Baptist Church of Pineville, not necessarily in that order. But uh, those two churches have meant more to me in my ministry than any others. Uh, I've enjoyed every church I've ever pastored. God's been very gracious to me. But I've never been in a church that was more kind, more gracious than First Baptist Church of Pineville. I truly believe your great best years are yet to come. Uh, you know, I've had so many people, Jennifer said, now don't speak more than five minutes, or I'll ring a bell, all right? But anyway, I've, I've, people calling me and writing, and uh, the pastor called me, and I appreciate that. And uh, so many of them said, are you going to wear your white suit? <laughs> I started to send a suit and stay home, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but they mentioned that, and I, got, and I got thinking to myself, you know, what's the big deal about a white suit? When I was here in the summertime, I, I wore the white suit on a Sunday morning. I'm old-fashioned, and uh, I enjoyed it. But then as I thought about it, it, it occurred to me, this is kind of a walk down memory lane. Isn't it? That's what we're doing today. We're thinking about 
what God has done for us and what he's done in the past and what he's done in the future. But it's time of nostalgia. We're, we're walking and thinking about all the good times through these great pastors. And, uh, and so there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just finished my active pastorate a year ago, uh, uh, 65 years, and I finally retired for good. But I thought back myself during this week, and I remember my first church, Betty and I were married. She's a Yankee, and so I went up to Rochester, Minnesota, and married Betty, and I stayed there getting ready to go to the Moody Bible Institute, and uh, they asked me to come out and preach at the Viola Community Church. And my salary was $6 every Sunday. As soon as I got through, they gave me $6. And I look back over some of those outlines, and I think they overpaid me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just can't believe they had to listen to that. Anyway, I want to thank you for what you've meant to my life, for the joy of serving as your pastor, for the people who came to know the Lord during my ministry here and all those who joined the church, it's a great time. And it's not going to be many more years because from all the testimonies we've heard, it's not going to be many more years will it be joining hands and gathered around the throne and praising our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? We're going to gather there. <laughs> Well, I feel like preaching, but I quit. Thank you for having me. A beloved staff member during the 60s, 70s, and 80s was Charles Cowley, who served as Minister of Music, Minister of Activities, and Minister of Education, depending on what time he was here and what years he was serving. Our adult education facilities are, of course, named in memory of Brother Cowley. The Cowley family continues to be members here at First Baptist Church, and we have today with us Marshall Cowley and his family, and also Kay Cowley McGee and her family. If you all would please stand so we might recognize you and thank you for your family service to this church. Thank you. We also have several staff members from this era who are present with us today, and what I'd ask is as I call your name, if you would come forward to the front uh, so we might recognize you. We have seen already, of course, Howard Woodard, who served as Minister of Music from 1969 to 1977. We also have with us today Al Pryor, who served as Minister of Youth and Activities from 1975 to 1979. We have Dr. Leon Hyatt here, who served as Interim Pastor from May to December of 1987. Brother Jim Gifford, who you heard about, Minister of Education from 1990 to 1998. Also have with us today Charles Cowley, who served in several capacities as an interim during these years. Charles, if you would come down. What did I say? I said Cowley. I'm sorry. Lowry, yes. And we also want to recognize officially Carol Lowe at this time. We didn't know when to stick him in. He's just always here. So, But Carol, if you would go down, we want to recognize you. Also, Jim Lofton is here. Jim has served in a, a pastoral care capacity. And then also Grady Welch is here, who served as church administrator. Grady, would you please make your way down? We want to recognize you. 
Did I miss anyone who's here who slipped in that we didn't see come in? I've been. Doc, he's going to be in the new beginning section. <laughs> he came after these guys. All right. Were there any support staff, uh, secretaries, custodians, day school workers who are here who served during these years? Richards through Baldwin. If you're here, would you please stand where you are? We want to recognize you. Now let's give all of these people a round of applause for their service to our church. Thank you so much for the blessing that you've been to our church. You may be seated. In 1988, First Baptist Church Pineville began what is now called the Main Street Baptist Mission. The mission is still growing strong and doing great ministry in our community. There are two families that have served that church virtually since it began, if not since it began, and we wanted you to see them and to recognize them. They're not all that well known to current First Baptist members because they're never here. They're always serving down at the mission, but they are as faithful there as anyone has ever been here at this campus. And that is George and Gwen Williams and Lamar and Sylvia Ritchie. Would you please stand where you are so we might recognize you? I know Lamar and Sylvia are back here. And there's George over there and Gwen. Thank you so much, gentlemen and ladies, for your labor of love at our mission. We appreciate that ministry so much. The quartet, our, how old are y'all now, Dr. McGraw? Young? 298. The 298-year-old quartet (laughs) is going to share with us. And while they do, uh, we're going to receive an offering. Our ushers are going ahead and come forward to be prepared. And what this offering is for is uh, some of these ministers that were standing up here incurred a great amount of debt during their time. And uh, we've been trying to get rid of it because we want to move forward. And uh, that... (laughs) The debt that they incurred has been much a blessing. One of the, the, the projects was the renovation of this sanctuary, also the complete renovation of our three-story education building, basically gutted and redone. But as we move forward into a new beginning, a new era, we have been trying to be debt-free in three years. We're coming to the end of that three years this year, and so today's offering, whatever is received, will go to what our congregation is already giving to that debt retirement so that we may move forward. And we thought, you know, there are some of our members who've been here a long time and who are returning who would want to help support that as your church continues to move forward. So they're going to sing, and we're going to give.
I've been asked to talk about the last four and a half years and bring us up to the present. The first couple of those years were some of the most difficult and challenging in our 100-year history. We faced uncertainties. We lost some beloved members. Our trust was shaken. Our unity of purpose was tested. And sometimes we even worried about keeping the doors open. But God never lost hold of us. And his love and his protection were never more evident during that period of time. So in many ways, this was one of the most rewarding periods of time in the history of our church. The Bible passage that I feel is very appropriate to this recent journey that we have been on 
is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. For the last four and a half years, we have been on a journey, and there are many paths that God has opened up for us to follow. I feel God led us down a path of discovery, where we learn much about ourselves, both who we are as individuals and who we are as a church family. He placed challenges before us as numerous positions open up and numerous needs need to be filled. But in each and every case, someone or a group of individuals stepped up to accept that challenge and did remarkable jobs. We discovered new talents that some of us didn't even know we had. We stepped outside our comfort zone because it needed to be done. We discovered individuals with an inner drive and commitment to serve as worship leaders, to teach, to minister, to cook, to clean, to repair and even repaint, and to lead in so many ways. We discovered who we are as a church family. Under the leadership of Dr. Herb Dickerson, a church profile was developed, which defined our personality, our strengths, and our weaknesses, and the things we hold most dear. The church profile served as the foundation piece in structuring the pastor search committee and developing the profile of the man God would lead to be our pastor. As interim pastor, Dr. Reggie O.J. led us through a time of healing where a sweet spirit of unity was restored. New friendships were made and old friendships were renewed. And our commitment to our mission and our vision for the future were reignited. Dr. O.J. led us down a path of discovery through his thought-provoking sermons, which caused us to reflect on our strengths, our potential, the things we needed to work on, the church we could become as a beacon of hope and love in the Pineville community. Additionally, God led us down a path of new opportunities. He placed new opportunities before us, and together we explored each one, and some new things were developed. We wrote bylaws for the first time in our 100-year history, bylaws that defined us as a congregationally-led family and clearly articulated our governance policies. We established a much more defined and developed and active committee structure and breathed new life into a number of committees, such as the Building and Grounds Committee, which has taken on many projects to upgrade and refurbish our facilities over these last few years. Our Missions Committee has challenged us to significantly increase our work in missions by completing at least 100 new mission projects in 2011. We are focusing on new opportunities for outreach through the GPS program. The church council was formed, something that we had never had before. Collectively, the church council comprises the broadest spectrum of our membership and represents our church family, and has served as a sounding board for developing several new programs and coordinating a very active church calendar. We developed new opportunities for fellowship, especially those involving what Herb Dickerson called cross-generational fellowships. And God led us down a pathway of celebration. First, we celebrate a loving spirit of unity at every level and a clear vision and purpose for the direction God is leading our church. We celebrate an amazing spirit of giving on so many levels, not just in giving generously to support 
the many ministries of our church, but also the giving by so many of their time and talents. We have significantly reduced the building debt, all the while exceeding, sometimes in dramatic fashion, our giving to Lottie Moon, Annie Armstrong, and Georgia Barnett. Through the generous gifts of a good number of our membership and the hard work and talents of so many others, we can celebrate the refurbishing of a good portion of our facilities, including our educational spaces, our sanctuary, and our activities building. We celebrate the significant improvement in our day school under the love and wonderful leadership of Janice Johnson. We celebrate the re-energizing of our Wednesday night activities with fresh new Bible study and Christian living classes, with the re-energized youth program, with significant growth in our children's choir program, our mission friends, GAs, and RAs, and the success of the Wednesday night suppers made possible through the tireless efforts, commitment, and talents of so many. We celebrate a significant growth in Sunday school attendance, worship service attendance, with many new members added, including the returning of several old friends. And the new families that have joined our church have brought fresh ideas, tremendous talents, and a sense of commitment to serve in all levels and in all capacities of our church life. Our path to celebration certainly includes the arrival of Stuart Holloway as our pastor. Stuart is an amazing young man, blessed by God with wonderful talents, unbounded energy, and an exciting vision for the future of First Baptist Church. He has a special gift to be able to relate to members of all ages. He and Rebecca are excellent role models to our young adults and our youth and they are loving caregivers and encouragers to our senior adults. God has placed us in wonderful hands for years to come under the leadership of Stuart Holloway. Soon we will be celebrating the addition of a new minister of music, just as we have celebrated the addition of Thomas Martin as our associate pastor. Thomas brings so many talents to his position, supporting Stuart in multiple ways while leading our efforts in outreach, Sunday school, and our missions programs. It is indeed a new day at First Baptist Church. God has wonderful plans for our future. The last four and a half years have been an amazing journey. And because of your faithfulness, your love, and your commitment, God has indeed led us down many paths, and he has been with us every step of the way. Thank you. If there's one thing we know as current members of First Baptist Church Pineville, that is God is faithful. God is on his throne and God works in his church. And we are so grateful for what the Lord has been doing in the last uh, couple of years. We have seen 51 people be baptized. That's since 2006. That was during the ministry of Dr. Oje and myself. And um, if you were baptized during that time, as we have everyone else, would you please stand? There may be some here. Anybody here from that era? Okay. Uh, 171 people have joined the church in the last five years. I know some of those are here. If you've joined the church in the last uh, five years, would you please stand? We want to recognize you. All right. Thank you. Is anyone here who has been married at the church in the last uh, five years here? Any of our newlyweds? Okay. Our church, during the interim, was served by 
two men who, as the new pastor coming in, I could look back and be completely amazed at what they did during a very, very difficult time. These two men believed in this church. They trusted the Lord completely in what God could do in that time. And as I talked with each of them, uh, as the search committee was uh, talking to me, uh, both of them conveyed the vision of what this church could become. Uh, Dr. Reggie Ogier, if you would come forward, we want to recognize you. And then also Brother Randy Turner served as Interim Minister of Music. Randy, would you come down? Uh, Both of these guys, as I talked to them on the phone, um, I remember getting chill bumps sitting in the office of my previous church as they shared about what God had done and brought this church through and was bringing it to. So let's honor these men for their labor of love on behalf of the Lord for our church. see this day before I could see it. I think the Bible calls that faith. And um, I remember the day Herb Dickerson called me and did something hardly anybody ever did, begged me to come do something. And um, I said, Herb, I can't do that. And about a month later, he called me again. And uh, I said, well, maybe I better pray about it. And so Vicki and I, I think if Doug, if my math is correct, four years ago tomorrow is when I stood here to begin a journey with you as interim pastor. And um, we talked a lot in those days about believing God and getting impossibility out of our vocabulary and looking to the future and seeing what the church could become. And and Stuart, we saw you before we could see you too. And I, I really prayed that God would send you one of the most outstanding young pastor preachers that 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 was uh, available and, and God sent Stuart Holloway here. And I've just, uh, I feel like the Apostle Paul who wrote to the Philippians, I thank God on every remembrance of you. I just, every time I just hear about what God is doing and I think about uh, how far you've come, I, I just rejoice. And uh, Vicki and I are honored and humbled to be here today. And we wanted to present you on this occasion with a special gift. It's, um, it's from the Robert Spooner Gallery. Uh, and uh, the certificate of authenticity is on the back of this, Stuart. So don't lose that, please. Uh, I won't. Um, but it's it's uh, Matthew nineteen twenty six. But with God, all things are possible.
steward, I want you to receive this and put that in a little corner somewhere. And just remember, no matter how tough it gets, look at that and know that God is still God. Thank you all so much for allowing us to be here today. God is good all the time. Those of you who weren't here during those days, um, I believe the lowest Sunday school attendance got was 157. Those were very uh, difficult days, but now we're seeing 300 in Sunday school. We're seeing 400 in worship. God is bringing this church back, and we are so grateful. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you, Randy, for believing in this church and following the Lord and allowing him to use you in a wonderful way. Because of your work, we're here. And um, we have some current staff that I want you to meet because these people are leading the way into the new day. Of course, I have the privilege of serving as pastor, and I am capably helped and aided every day by our associate pastor, Thomas Martin, who did the PowerPoint, so he didn't put his own picture up there. Uh, (laughs) Thomas, would you please stand Melanie Trimble is serving as our interim minister of music, and she has done a wonderful job taking the reins after Randy had to leave us and leading into the, the, the end of Reggie's ministry and the first part of mine. Terry Isles serves as our youth ministry director. Janice Johnson is our day school director. Sam West is the Main Street Baptist Mission pastor. Sue Juno serves as one of our secretaries. Rita Mann serves in our church office very capably since the days of Dr. Baker. Patrice Edwards is actually in her fourth year, celebrated her anniversary yesterday. Danny Nation up in the booth serving uh, many years since Dr. Baker's time has been a faithful help to the church. Juan L. Lowe, our instrumentalist pianist, serving since the days of Dr. R. Houston Smith, as you know. Tanya Nugent is serving on the organ. She's in her second year. Paul Stewart, a face many of you know, has been our custodian, now our head custodian, for many years, longer than I've been alive. I like to point out to him, and he is a wonderful uh, help in our church and always willing to help in any way. He's assisted by Tammy Lavisphere and Philip Trimble, who also help serve our church. Would you give these people a round of applause? I love these people dearly, and I ask all of you, if if you are not currently a member of our church and you're now elsewhere, maybe in another state, would you please raise your hand? I want to see how many, because I have a special job for you. Here's your job. You're not here to be a part of what God's doing on the on the front lines. But what we need you to do is to be praying on the front lines for us. God is up to some really great things here at this church, and we need all the prayer support we can get. And so those of you who have served on staff, you know the challenges of the staff. I want you to lift up the staff. Dr. Richards, I covet your prayers for me as pastor. Those of you who have served on those 30-something committees and as deacons and, and as lay leaders and in the choir, be praying 
for us to see God do some wonderful things in the years to come. I'm looking forward to that 125th anniversary. I plan on still being around. And uh, we're going to see uh, what God has done during those years. We wanted to recognize our newest members. We did our oldest. Here's our newest members. They joined on March 27th. I didn't try to, you know, slick up the aisles last Sunday and say, if you come today, you'll, you'll get to join the church or, or get to be on the, on the screen and celebrate it. But here, the last three newest members that joined on March 27th are Leah Warner and then Gwen and Wyman Clark. Would you all please stand? These are brand new members of First Baptist Church Pineville. And one of the great joys as a pastor is welcoming new babies into the church. Our newest family member to First Baptist Church Pineville is little Jaden Kirtland. Jaden was born on March 18th. And she's been having some health issues. She's doing good, but she's still quarantined to her house with her parents, and so she couldn't be here today. But her grandparents are up in the choir, and her great-grandparents, Charles and Carolyn Lowry, are here with us. Would you all please stand? We want to thank you so much for this wonderful blessing to be a part of our church. One other recognition we wanted to make, and that is from the beginning, as you've heard, our church has had a close relationship with Louisiana College. We started there. We have had uh, professors who have served as interim. We have had uh, every college president except the current one as a member, I believe. Uh, Many, many different connections have been to Louisiana College. But one connection that's been very interesting is that through the years, um, students who would go to Louisiana College would make First Baptist Church Pineville their home, and then some of them stuck and stayed in central Louisiana. Others moved away and then came back and and were a part of this church. But we wanted to know if you came to be a part of this church because of Louisiana College, would you please stand? We wanted to recognize you today. A connection with Louisiana College. All right. Thank you so much. What do you do to conclude remarks when everybody's hungry? You say, Lord, thank you. And Lord, take us on into the next generation. I can't wait to see what God's going to do. And I continue to pray Ephesians 3 verse 20, which says to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That is my prayer. And as we march forward into this new day, we are uh, inspired by God's word, empowered by his spirit, and we are lifted up often to the throne of grace on the wings of song. Earlier this year, our church commissioned an anthem for our centennial from Dr. Benjamin Harlan, who is a professor at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, who has been a friend of our church for many, many years. And the anthem is entitled, Psalm for a New Beginning. And our choir is going to close out our service with this psalm. And then I want you to be invited to immediately upon the conclusion of this psalm to make your way over to the activities building, to the gymnasium where we're going to have a a reception. There's a lot of 
pictures in there. There are scrapbooks going back through all the years there. There uh, are going to be some video vignettes playing on some kiosks. And we just want you to stay and enjoy the afternoon with us. But may we encounter the Lord now as we hear this psalm of new beginning and be inspired for all that God has for us in the years to come. <laughs> 